Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we're going to be discussing an article that appeared in the April issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Corn Cost and Cattle Placements. This article first appeared in the Cattle Markets newsletter on March 2nd of this year. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Elliot Dennis. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Aaron. Well, when we look at what's been going on in the market right now, especially over the last six months, we've seen a pretty significant increase in corn prices. Uh, This is going to have an impact as we think about fed cattle moving forward. Share some perspective on what's going on right now in terms of feed cost and cattle placements and how that might shape market situations as we look to the spring and summer. Yeah, so I mean, uh, feed costs are are really one of the big issues that feedlots are facing this year, um, especially when we start looking at reports on even future perspective plannings. Uh, the perspective plannings report recently just came out, and Nebraska surprisingly is reducing corn acreage, at least intentions for corn acreage, and putting more into soybeans. Just kind of gives you the kind of the craziness that's out there in the grain market. And so that's going to put further pressure on the early stocks to use and, and really drive up corn prices again. And we've already started to see that in the, the futures market, kind of pricing that in already. What that really does is uh, as we start to have different corn prices and different price volatilities, what that ends up doing is uh, feedlots pass that cost down to different weight classes of feeder cattle. And uh, this is a well-known phenomenon that's been studied for, uh, you know, really 30 or 40 years. So what I did in this report was actually show what are some of those prospective price premiums and price discounts based upon feeder cattle weight relative to a 650-pound feeder cattle. And so what we see is that when we have these situations, the relatively as corn price gets cheaper, that price premium for lighter cattle or less than 650 pounds actually increases. And then as we get higher corn costs, that premium starts to, to decline. And, and really that big discount is on, on the heavier feeder, uh, feeder animals. And so, so this, you know, there are pricing dynamics and, and cost of feed definitely has an input on the price uh, that cow-calf producers are going to receive for, for feeder cattle this year. One of the things that I think has been interesting to me is we're seeing lighter cattle placed. And I have to admit, this goes a little bit against what my intuition would say. I would say that when feed costs are high, feed yards would be more interested in placing heavier cattle. So they're on feed for less time, but that's not necessarily what the data say. Yeah. And and it really comes down to the average feed conversion and the total feed that will go into them. And so we know that lighter animals actually gain less per pounds per day, but they have uh, lower average feed conversions, which is a positive thing, right? So lower feed conversion means it requires less amount of feed to gain one pound of gain. And so if we're really trying to manage costs, especially on the feed, there is kind of an incentive to place animals that are potentially going to consume less over time. And what I do in, in the papers actually show that if a feedlot is indifferent on the amount of the total costs that they want to spend across the different weight classes, ultimately what they end up doing is they choose outweight. Um, and so they try to choose it. We just want to spend the same amount of money regardless of this. So given historical average daily gain and feed conversions, which I found 
and that they want to spend the same amount of money, ultimately what we see is that placement or finished weights will decrease. This has implications for two things. First, it has implications for the total pounds of beef going through the system. So there will be a reduction in the total pounds of beef because we'll have lighter finished weights and lighter carcass weights. The second is going to be in the quality of the um, of the product that goes through the system. We generally we know that light animals that are placed at lighter weights and finished at lighter weights um, tend to grade more select than choice. Uh, that doesn't tend to be the case in Nebraska because we generally have a preference for placing 800 pound plus animals. Um, and there's are some genetic differences ac across regions, but uh, so we could see both pounds of production decrease and also the uh, quality towards grading more towards select. And ultimately that's gonna just widen the choice select spread and really try to incentivize producers to keep animals for a little bit longer and, and put on a bit more fat. One of the things that seems to be driving some of these strong cattle placements right now is future contracts. Give a little perspective on what we're seeing between current prices and futures prices and, and why feed yards may be aggressive right now around placing cattle. Yeah. And so I think there are some profits to be made, especially for producers who are really aggressively managing price through different pricing mechanisms, whether that be alternative marketing arrangements or just uh, even if they're going cash sales, that they're at least offsetting some of that risk in the futures market. When we look at current month's projections of cost of gain, so this comes from K-State's focus on feedlot. For steers, for animals that were placed, or for steers that were placed this this month, their projected cost of gain is anywhere between 117 and 130. Average cost of gain would be that they're going to finish out at is, is 124. Heifers are anywhere between 120 and 135 at average about 128. And so uh, when we compare those to what the, the futures prices um, are trading at, let's just say we're at, you know, a typical 600 or 700 pound animal being placed that's going to finish sometime in middle to late summer. You know, the August fat cattle contract is trading at 136.65 in October. And the October contract is trading in the 143.82 uh, range. And so really, I mean, even though these, we have higher costs, I mean, we're still looking at, you know, potentially, you know, significant amount of, of profit still to be made. So if we assume producers are trying to capture profits from really reduced or lack of profitability the last several years, I, I don't think we should be surprised that both really January, February, and March have set all-time records on cattle on feed numbers. As you think about the current feed prices, and as we look to this later in summer and think about this fall and think about cow-calf producers and their calf crop, what are some things you think they may want to be paying attention to as we look at current conditions? I think there's a higher level amount of price risk in the market than is currently being priced in. Uh, when we look at cattle on feed with full lots and potentially a, a shaping up of a drought condition with reduced hay stocks going into this year, I just think uh, there's a, a potential for a lot of downward price movement. And especially when we look at where cattle are even being priced at on the feeder cattle market, offsetting some of that price risk right now, uh, at least to some extent, seems like to be uh, a pretty go-to option 
doesn't mean all of that price needs to be offset or all the product needs to be forward contracted or even offset through the use of like livestock risk protection. Um, but I think uh, producers should be considering at least offsetting some of that right now, given where we're at and where this situation could actually shape up to be. Uh, we talk about a drought condition with full feedlots. All of a sudden you have cattle that uh, can't find a buyer for because potentially there's leverage because lots are full because cattle are still finishing. I think that's a very real possibility. And ultimately what that does is just really hurt basis um, and prices decline pretty rapidly. I think using something like livestock risk protection or even just going, if you're large enough, getting out a feeder cattle contractor, you know, a put option um, is something that I think uh, if, even if producers haven't considered it this year that they might want to consider given just some of the risks that are potentially shaping up. Anything else on this you'd like to discuss today? Just the fact that marketing and risk management is an ongoing decision. So this is the current, uh, what the market is currently facing us. And this is the information we have to do. So we take the current information we have and make the best decision, recognizing that we want to be flexible moving forward. That doesn't mean in, in a month or two, as we start to see kind of how cattle start to get marketed, where drought is, that we need to make a completely different decision. Maybe it's just maintaining where we're at, but always recognizing that that marketing decision that we make, or we talk about pricing cattle, is a dynamic decision um, that we make throughout the production season with ultimately trying to maximize what our average market price is we receive once all our animals are priced and eventually sold in the fall. Thanks again for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Aaron. For more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article discussed today, Corn Cost and Cattle Placement Weights.